Hello, beautiful souls. You are now listening to Deep Chats with Chris Cypher. And this is your host, Chris Cypher. This episode is titled, Let Happiness Happen. And it is on what I find to be the way of happiness and the way that happiness works in relation to not only our general consciousness, but our moment-to-moment and decision-making consciousness, as well as subconsciousness. And my theory is that happiness is there if you let it be. And a lot of times, a lot of people have walked around with their happiness covered up in search of the very happiness that they've thrown to the side and stuffed behind their attachments and desires and ambitions. Even sometimes with the most well-said intentions, it's easy to put happiness in the background. It's simple to slip and then try to force happiness, which in turn pushes it away. So I really hope that you enjoy this episode and I will see you there. Our system is naturally in a state of homeostasis. Only when outwardly influenced does the system lose balance or act in a disharmonious manner. So our natural way is a way of completion and balance. Now what brings imbalance is the allowance of interference with the system to move it outside of its natural function. When you let happiness happen, You let go of clinging for control. So you let go of clinging for control. Within that letting go, you bring your whole system to order and clarity. You see, you cannot even see your own reflection if you are too close to the mirror. If you have your eyeball on a single piece of the puzzle then you fail to see the entire picture so this implies 
the enactment of a different way, a new perspective from the controlling egotistical nature to a compassionate and contemplative nature, okay? Happiness is about learning how to see clearly. So learning how to see the happiness within yourself, all around you, and realize the connectivity of it all. Wisdom is peaceful happiness. Understanding is bliss. Acknowledgement is akin to completion. The fullest fruition of learning is perfection. So, happiness. Now that we've shoved it under our ideologies of social construct as well as maybe views, whether positive or negative, about ourselves and our limitation and abilities, or whether it just be forgotten somewhere down along the line, lost, disconnected from. Okay, coming back to the happiness and understanding. I think that's what happiness really is. It's an understanding. It's a security in your acknowledgement of not only your situation, but your relation to what's around you as well as the universe itself. Happiness is authentic. And you cannot force or rush authenticity. It just happens. When you try to forcefully, you know, you're going to be like, okay, well, I'm just going to be happy. Blah. And then, you know, I mean, you might feel something for a moment if only placebo or actual effect but i'm not saying it can't be obtained but maybe it's not the best method because happiness flows and you can't grasp the water and with lack of understanding with words i can't make you grasp the actual concept but if you have a seeking towards it then that's a wonderful place to start and I'm glad you're here joy is a constant okay joy is happiness in action it's the 
interaction of happiness is joy, I consider. An independent variable, not reliant on any other part of the equation for its continuation or completion. Unchangeable, self-defining, therefore self-determining. And the lingering happiness, the light within all existence is always there. Now, you can choose to pay attention to it or not. You can play the fun game of uh, not knowing. You know, you can pretend that you don't realize it, but it's, it's all just a it's all just a game then. And then some people are very, very good pretenders and to the point where they've pretended themselves into catharsis for the situation. And that just makes all around it more fun and an enjoyable experience as a whole to come out of it, I guess. I mean, if you go to a movie, you want to feel like, you know, you don't just want to sit there and be like, ah and then the movies around a bunch of people with a screen playing whatever so on but My apologies, we're having some technical difficulties, but now we are back to let happiness happen on Deep Chats with Chris Cypher. Take it away, Chris Cypher. Thank you very much. Coming at you with the way of Zen. The act of non-action, not refraining, just being, not withholding, simply holding space, enough space to give you room to grow, room to become your highest self, your highest self is truly happy, therefore, at your core, remains happiness, Zen is the art of fulfillment through emptiness, and it's just more of an obscure way of saying just utilizing one's inherent functionality to improve and further the system their own system so it's just doing away 
with the stigma of not only practice but ideology and really existing through your vessel you know the universe existing through you as an experience and that experience is zen our innermost being is one of serenity and ecstasy we seek fulfillment so earnestly for we have all tasted divine completion at one point yet may have lost along the way Uh, do not worry ahead lies a greater day ahead there's a greater day does not make it stay. In fact, it pushes it away. And then the very thing you intend happens to be the opposite outcome in the end. When you resist loss, you bring that loss upon you because that is what you're manifesting within your mind space. And that's what you're sending your energetic field to create and become. Resistance always equals resistance. And a closed hand is resistance. A closed hand can be multiple things. It can be either complacency, reluctance through ignorance, or it can be that you are clinging to something else. Now when you hold on to something that you treasure, and when I say hold on, I mean obsessively, and um, become controlling over or you know obsessively letting it interfere with your enlightenment path and becoming an impure exchange that's what I mean by holding on to because you you know what you treasure you hold on to in, in the fact that you do what you need to do to keep it in the bounds of respect 
for what it is in those around you and those you love but I'm saying when you hold on to it in the sense of when you attach to not too much significance but you attach to much desire in the form of receiving you will you know have something you want to get out of it at that point and um so that's what I mean so when you hold on to something you treasure you don't hold on being what I just explained it will eventually slip through your fingers because the tighter you grasp a snake the more likely it is to get away because the more it will attempt to do so and happiness is elusive in that way that it comes but when called upon in the right manner and because it has to be allowed so therefore there needs to be a sense of openness or, or readiness for the actual implications of the matter and your blessings wait for you but if you do not notice them or you do not receive them if you do not accept them you're not in the space you know you don't have enough room you don't have enough energy you don't have enough time whatever the excuse may be then it is in vain and taken as a loss now then the obvious solution would be to open up your hand and receive the gift to open up yourself and allow happiness let happiness happen Letting implies independence. And independence implies a sense of vulnerability. And I would assume that a lot of people feel like, you know, if they're happy or if they they might be taken advantage of or they might be seen as ridiculous or judged or you know maybe they feel like they don't deserve happiness or they just can't really seem to find it no matter how hard they look what I say to that is happiness comes when you allow it but it comes and it's a lot of time and the open hand for the gift the hand must be open for to receive the gift but 
The hand does not demand the gift. It's uh, not a light that you just switch on and off. It's a, it's an oil lamp everlastingly burning. It's a underlying, overlaying theme of peace and compassion and understanding and love that's what that's what happiness is is love but to both to their actual completion you know beyond their remedial understanding of words or concepts is the oneness and that's the absolute and that is happiness and that is love and that is the goal Homeostasis, regeneration, and adaptation, and regeneration. Yourself make your heart beat. Or does it beat on its own? Do you consciously decide upon inhalation and exhalation? Or does your breath happen so to breathe itself? Your whole physical system and structure acts independently in accordance within its specific designed role. Each and every part having its own purpose and task to complete. In the same way, your higher slash energetic systems are one, self-sustaining, and two, naturally regenerative and adaptive. One, self-sustaining, because their existence does not require exterior supplement they perpetuate themselves they are lasting they make their own so if something is self-sustaining it would be like a plant that doesn't need water or sunlight and it's just a plant and it's strong and sustained by itself, you know, like on that level. And two, naturally regenerative and adapted. Okay, so this kind of ties in with the self-sustaining and implies that it is naturally regenerative and adapting because to sustain 
means that you have to constantly improve to keep up with your environment, competition, all these factors you have to add in and you have to adapt and you have to regenerate and you have to accelerate and stabilize and sustain. Now, do you consciously input and output your energies? You should. (laughs) Here's why. When you are aware of where your energies are going, you gain control of their course. By assessment and adaption, you decide where and where not your energy will be going toward, and what you will and what you will not allow. You set your own restrictions, and this can be a good and a bad thing. You know, you set your restrictions like, I'm not good enough. That's a bad restriction. You set your restrictions like, I'm not going to allow people in my inner circle to just be negative, and I'm not going to associate myself with people who just try to bring me down, and I'm going to... promote this type of energy like you said a restriction that you are going to restrict the energies that you find that do deplete you and then refine and regenerate and adapt regenerate and adapt. Your miraculous automatic servo mechanisms. Britannica.com defines servo mechanisms as an automatic device used to correct the performance of a mechanism by means of an error sensing feedback okay so what it's saying is something that automatically sees the issue and translates that into solution bringing it in to refinement and a good thing so essentially sublimation transmutation in accent like an action explained logically and Merriam Webster defines Servo mechanisms as so an automatic device for controlling large amounts of power by means of very small amounts of power 
and automatically correcting the performance of a mechanism. Now I added that in there because I found the one that I wanted to use already, but I just thought that that was interesting because of the perspective that it adds, saying that it's a means of controlling large amounts of power by very small amounts of power and automatically correcting the performance of a mechanism. It doesn't add the air sensing feedback part to it, but I first actually heard of the term and not that I think of it, even the idea of an automatic servo mechanism or even servo mechanisms in general. I was listening to an audiobook of the book titled Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz, published in 1960. And his story is very interesting. I just thought I might dip into that for a little bit. Um, He was a very successful plastic surgeon. Went to school, ran a successful practice for plastic surgery, seen a lot of people, celebrities even worked with Many people, you know, helping people or giving them plastic surgery or whatever you want to call it. But he felt like some of his surgeries, he would do his surgery and fix a cleft lip or a misshapen, quote-unquote, nose, an undesirable feature. And there would be two outcomes of his patients mostly, usually, or two or three. And one of them would be, they would see the change and completely become a new person. They would feel like their inhibitions are lifted off, they're less awkward, more confident, more outgoing and ready to be ambitious and tackle what their goal is. Now, another outcome was his patients, even though they fixed it, they didn't even notice it. And they had no change in their their mentality of defeat and victimization and exclusion, you know, embarrassment and all the things that come with that from that feature remains even after the surgery is done. And I think that was just the two. But he noticed these patterns of traits and tendencies and concluded many wondrous and inspiring theories and methods because he has you know these ideas but also he has prescriptions you know for specific things like if you feel like you lack confidence and you know just confidence in general I guess but 
like he writes, he has these prescriptions for specific problems. I think it's a really wonderful book and a really colorful concept. And the automatic servo mechanism, this automatic success servo mechanism, is what you develop when you attain a healthy self-image. That's what it all really stems from, is how you see yourself and you can set your limitations in, in your mind, even at a subconscious level, create those patterns and habits that ultimately bring you downfall, and for many reasons. And confidence, the self-love, above all, you know, just the assurance. And um, these are habits that are created once those foundations are built that become systematic regularities and drive you towards success in your goals all because you believe you can I feel like also though just going a little bit deeper into it and maybe giving it some validity the servo, the automatic servo mechanisms also, you know, present themselves in the physical body is keeping you alive, and I think that's pretty miraculous in itself, and maybe even could either give some insight or some um, foundation of truth to the psychological automatic servo mechanisms. I feel like the psychological automatic servo mechanisms programming or you know main derivative the intention of it would be happiness and and it's healthy state that's what it's promoting is happiness because that is what we are working towards, that's what we are, that's what we want, that's what we don't crave. This, beautiful souls, is truly the happiness that stays. Realizing that it was always there from the very start Learning to balance your head and your heart from your moral standards never depart. Happiness is happiness always. If ever you should find yourself in a bind where nothing in or around you feels fine. Remember what within you remains inside. Let happiness happen. Happiness multiplied. Releasing attachment to all. Receiving all 
non-attached, non-biased, unconditional, omnipresent, compassionate, and genuine happiness, unrivaled, unmatched.